P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey Hoffmans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're still home, always home, always uncool, (laughs) always ready to talk Hoffman films. Well, apparently we weren't because we are late delivering this episode. We apologize. Life got a little bit in the way and we actually thought we saw something cool that we were going to, you know, delay the episode a little bit for. And it was cool, but it ended up being two minutes. It Really, we shouldn't have delayed the episode for it. But uh, <laughs> before we get into that, Kyle, how have you been? Uh, how, how are things going? Uh, see any see any cool films lately? Uh, oh, Oscars, right? Oscar nominations came out. Yeah, Oscar nominations come out. One that um, I know we're both happy for, a, a film that... I was a guest on on your other podcast, High School Slumber Party, Another Round, and that was nominated for uh, Best International Film. That's I think ca- that's what they're calling that's it. That's the category now. And also Best Director. I wish it was nominated for even more. You know, Mads Mikkelsen, but it's a it's a pr- it's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, I still tune in to some of the Oscars, and and I I'd be lying if I if I said I didn't care because I care when people or films that I like receive recognition. So you know, the same in that sense. But point being, it's it's still it's it's pretty impressive. Like to look at just the films that still came out this year and everything that goes into that, so it's definitely going to be a, you know, a memorable Academy Awards in that sense. But yeah, besides that, any any films I've seen, you know what? It's I'm gonna say Sonic the Hedgehog. I watched it on Amazon. I think it's on, and um, just for you know, kind of have something on in the background, just watch something new, and I was pleasantly surprised it was a fun movie like if i if i had kids and i went to you know had to bring them to the movies and there's obviously some kids movies that i remember apologizing to my mom the first into the first few minutes of a goofy movie like which is bullshit but whatever well it's not bullshit for like an adult because i'm just like i recognize i'm an adult i like a goofy movie yeah but we have nostalgia attached to it and like I, i just i just recognized she was doing me a favor by bringing me to the movies that day. So point being, Sonic the Hedgehog would be like a movie that I would thoroughly enjoy. I, th- I enjoyed it as an adult, and I don't even have kids. And it, oh, why am I blanking on his name? John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. That's fine. You could say that. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> he has a real name. Ben Schwartzman? Yeah. 
Ben Schwartzman, yeah. And, yeah, he did a great job as the voice of Sonic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ben Schwartz, no man. No man. Oh, okay. Jason Schwartzman, just Ben Schwartz. He hasn't had his bar mitzvah yet, hence he's not a man. Uh, and Good joke, good joke. Thank you. <laughs> Mazel. And so, yeah, uh, he was did a fun voice. Jim Carrey's in it and is, like, cool and fun he seemed to right, we get it you, you like sonic the hedgehog yeah no i don't know it's just i really haven't watched i don't think i've watched anything new no i was i was just i was just very pleasantly surprised by it well uh i was looking up the reviews when you had mentioned that um 63 by the critics 93 by the audience though with ten thousand plus reviews so certainly a crowd pleaser yeah. So and and I think I just read today that they they announced that they're uh, gonna make uh, number two. So I just feel bad for it because I mean, so it did well and it's got you know some good reviews or whatever. But I I don't think it got to or it briefly got to be in theaters. You know, just one of those cases. But um, uh, but yeah. So off the top of my head, I think that's like the only new new movie I've watched recently. So n- nothing Hoffman adjacent. Mm, not to the best of my recollection. Well, we did get some really great Hoffman news, um, which we teased a little bit on our last episode. But uh, that NYU Tisch scholarship, of course, uh, the Phil Seymour Hoffman scholarship was debuted last month at NYU, his alma mater. And it's uh, it's something that's really fun. I, I was reading about it. I'm glad like they can continue the legacy there. I can't wait to see, you know, some future famous names get this $50,000 scholarship in Philip Seymour Hoffman's name. That'll just be an awesome way to continue his legacy. And I have to imagine, obviously, any students that are into acting will know his name before that. But if not, I guess that's a good uh, good introduction and a way to check out his whole portfolio. So, that's yeah, that's pretty... That's That's a great way... To honor his memory. For sure. I mean, that's, you know, just continuing the legacy quite literally by helping a student get into one of the best acting schools in the world. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. The other thing that we were kind of excited about was Bill Burr, who was a little bit controversial, just was a little bit controversial at the Golden Globes, <laughs> but, but one of your favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, in his episode kind of teaser preview, he said he had an episode where Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of the topics, so... We kind of held the episode a little bit for that because we wanted to hear what he was going to talk about. We thought he might have some good stories. And it was good, but it was only like two minutes worth of content. He's one of my favorite uh, stand-ups, and I uh, do you know listen to and enjoy his podcast. I, I haven't religiously listened to it in a while. N- not, nothing against him per se, but just like because he's not really obviously able to be out on the road like he's only done a few shows and then uh also when it came to football season i just didn't want to hear i mean uh, so he's a pats fan but then i you know tom brady doing well in tampa i just i just hadn't been listening to his show a lot and listening to this most recent episode where you know the little bio of just the topics that he'll be you know he says bill rambles or whatever it said philip seymour hoffman and in this episode he says uh, how he's been watching a lot of his films, and he thought that he had watched pretty much all of them, but realized he didn't even really watch like half of them. He was just so satisfied with all the performance he had he had seen of his that he just 
I don't know, just kind of like focused so much on those and is discovering all these other films. And he, the two films he specifically mentions is Owning Mahoney and Love Liza. So it kind of sounds like, like he's l- watching them in maybe chronological order because those came out around the same time seems like it i did then shoot him a tweet unfortunately he didn't respond i wasn't expecting him to but i just pretty much said like oh heard on the most recent episode how you're watching philip Seymour hoffman movies uh what are some of your favorites so hopefully maybe i'll get that answer from bill burr someday but I, I definitely yeah. I have I have heard him say that he doesn't really answer people on Twitter, so I think he's kind of like he posts and stays off of social media for the most part. So we'll see. But it was it was cool hearing him uh, talk about it and just hear that he's a fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, my big takeaway of it was the fact that he said he could only really he was only really watching them in ten minute increments <laughs> because the characters were like so real and like gut wrenching and just the, I forgot the word he used uh, or there was a funny terminology you liked right Oh yeah, he's just like you know it's gonna be a bumpy road like <laughs> <laughs> when, when yeah he's like when Hoffman's the star of a film you know it's gonna be a bumpy road Yeah, and he's just like I oh, just like it's just so hard to watch this guy just you know like he's just like in every role and he was saying like, it positively in Hoffman's performance but yeah like, yeah. Owning Mahoney specifically and Love just, Lies are both ones where you're like, oh, yeah. the character keeps digging up deeper and deeper hole. Yeah, he goes, he, yeah, exactly. He just goes with a perfect Bill Burr. He's just like, yeah, just fucking up his life. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, oh, but he just, the way he performs is just so real. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's pretty awesome because also, hey, Bill Burr is acting more these days, so... Maybe he'll take a little uh, note from Philip Seymour Hoffman, and maybe maybe we're getting that in his Mayfeld performance on The Mandalorian. Who knows? But um, just you know, just goes to show you how many people out there love and appreciate Philip Seymour Hoffman and all of his performances and uh, and what they what they mean. And I, yeah, so I would just I would love to know what films bill burr had seen already that he was just like oh he was just so satisfied with those i i have to assume boogie nights maybe the master like capote uh you know just the 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 bigger ones for sure and we've certainly been satisfied on both our runs here oh yeah on on ps i love hoffman first our initial run of first watching a lot of these movies like Bill Burr, and then our second run that we've been doing of re-watching them on PS, I still love Hoffman. And we only have two more films for this season. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long road again, but we've watched some really, really, really great films again. And that's been, honestly, a, a pleasure most of the time, a pleasure. Um, who knows what we're going to do after this. We're definitely going to take a little bit of a break, but I'm sure there's going to be some Hoffman adjacent things we'll talk about if they ever do release that uh show he was supposed to be in again if it ever leaks again we'll do it if there's uh, uh his son being in the P.T. Anderson film yeah. that's coming out we're, de- we're definitely going to talk about that here on P.S. I Love Hoffman but on our still Hoffman rewatch show we only have two more that we really want to cover and we're going to go to the Wheel of Hoffman, but it's more like the coin of Hoffman now. <laughs> exactly. Because there's only two sides. And I like where we left off. Because we have Magnolia, which was a breakout film for him, but P.T. Anderson is the director he worked with the most. And that's a long one, but it's one that people remember. And we have A Most Wanted Man, his last film. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting place we wound up. 
yeah, Phil Parm versus Gunto Bachman. Who will be the last? You know, it's interesting. Who the the last of at least, like you said, this this inter- iteration of the podcast, which we call PS. I still love Hoffman. I just want to say, I mean, it's just always so much fun talking his films with you. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you know you're you're saying possible future episodes. I just absolutely loved. So one of my favorites, one of my highlights of my life, yet alone podcasting is getting to talk Philip Seymour Hoffman with uh, director, filmmaker Amos Poe. And so guys, Hoff fans, if you haven't listened to that episode for some reason, go back and check it out. Amos Poe directed Philip Seymour Hoffman. First film Philip Seymour Hoffman was ever in, Triple Bogey on a Par 5 Hole. So we got to talk Ooh. to director and the, you know, legendary director. We were ashamed <laughs> that we really didn't know his career beforehand is part of the no wave film movement like Jim Jarmusch and that of the same time of the new wave music movement in you know Lower East Side and so point being it would just be great to uh and maybe once we're all vaccinated that kind of stuff reach out to you know maybe people at labyrinth theater company just i I would love to just i would just love to talk to more people about him and just and just you know we're and and share his story in in that sense that's something we've definitely talked about doing and something definitely something that is very exciting to be able to talk to people who knew him or just big fans you know it's likely the show will go in that direction but for now we we still have some scores to settle with these two final films so i'm gonna spin the wheel of hoffman or the coin of hoffman and let's see what we're gonna get Ooh, it's faster if there's only two things (laughs) (laughs) Well, interesting. So, we are going to go, be going to Germany, Kyle, and discussing Phil Hoffman's final film, A Most Wanted Man. A Most Wanted Man. Interesting. So that means we're going to end with Magnolia, even though it's not chronologically. I like it better that way, you know. Yeah, it's 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 not his opus, but it's definitely like an opus of a film. So that's that that's cool in that way. And I mean, it's the one. Not that I've been like dreading it by any means, but just uh, no. It's a great film. Oh, it's a great film. So I mean, that one for sure. We'll have to watch in person together. I would not be able to like sit at my computer and talk to like I, I, I need i need you by my side on that one brian but in the me so i don't know exactly what we'll do for most wanted man but one way or another we will uh watch it simultaneously and talk about it and uh i've only seen the movie twice i'm pretty yeah i because I, I watched that before that was just like one that like popped up on like cable i think when it came out and you know did that come out after his after yeah it came out after he passed yes yeah yes, yeah it did. it did because because that's after um god's pocket god's pocket thank you yeah because that he was at um sundance for in those pictures and everything like that so yeah but point being um looking forward to it because it's been obviously a few years it's almost three years since we ended the show so that's crazy the end of the first run, yes. The first so. run, yeah. So, so point being, it's it's right around three years since since I watched it. So, ready. I'm ready. Definitely looking forward to that. That'll be April 5th uh, here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Of course, you can check us out wherever you're listening right now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And remember, we have other shows here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. 
I host another show called High School Slumber Party, where we talk fun high school films. You know, we'll, we'll get to some Hoffman films. We've already done Almost Famous, but, you know, there's uh, My Boyfriend's Back. The, the new P.T. Anderson film is supposed to be a high school film, so we'll check that out as well when it comes out on that feed. And Kyle, I know it's on hiatus, but you also host Foodie Films. Host Foodie Films, and uh, most recently I guested on a podcast called The Kinky Ladies Book Club. Um, and that was a blast. Uh, there's there's four hosts to the show, but when they have a guest on, they kind of rotate out one of uh, you know one of their hosts. So I got to speak with three of them, and uh, we we covered the whole thing. They they cover like you know uh, rom- romance like sexual novels. This was a novella called His Curvy Chef. Uh, so you could buy that book for like 99 cents on Kindle. It was one of the few books I've ever read in my life. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, <laughs> then I talked about it and it was fun. A lot, lots of sex food talk and, uh, didn't really, I, they, they were just like, they were very kind, very nice. If at any point I'm out of my comfort zone, I was like, we didn't even, we didn't even tip of the iceberg. So I, I I think I boded well in that department. So if you're missing, if you listen to Foodie Films and you're missing my voice talk about food, check out uh, the most recent episode of the Kinky Ladies Book Club and uh, and obviously all the other great podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Well, we're looking forward to a most wanted man for sure, and uh, yeah, just talking about it, watching it together, whether that be remote or not remote, we'll see. But Kyle, why don't you uh, let us know what we should be doing? Or I don't know. I don't know. Just do the closing. Stay uncool. And happy St. Paddy's Day and Ides of March Day. Ooh, ooh, we didn't even talk about that. Should we briefly say that? Watch Ides of March for Ides of March, guys. Yes, exactly. What day is that? Uh, 15th, is it? So, it already happened. <laughs> Oops, beware the Ides of March. We didn't, and that's what happened to <laughs> yeah. us. We should have used that as our excuse for being late. A good heads up for next year. We're giving you a year's <laughs> head start of bewaring the Ides of March. Stay on cool. <laughs> Such a thing, you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along.